You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Welcome to episode 22 of the 515 Podcast. Jason Priestmeyer here again with John Wayne McMahon. Uh, John, long time no see. Where you been? I have been all over the place. I've been to Nashville, Chicago, like Great Lakes area. And I was in Lexington, Kentucky area last week. So all in a week and a half, two week time period, I've seen plenty of airports. I envision you with like, uh, I don't know, maybe your your preacher's robes with those little stickers from every city you've been to kind of like, or maybe a patch like. No, 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 no. I go incognito. Like I'm not one of those guys that travel in their collar. (laughs) We saw one. Like we saw an SFA campus ministry priest, Catholic priest and so we talked to him but anyways yeah that's not that's not my style that's not you. okay but yeah it's been a great trip like i went i i think i shared last week a little bit about the conference i went to mm-hmm. um and vacation i had with lauren and then the next my my youngest brother graduated from the naval academy basic training so cool. now he's that's a awesome. sailor yeah awesome. now he's a sailor and he's headed off well he's gonna stay where he's at for six weeks and then he heads to pearl harbor so everybody listen in prayers for him um, still a little boy in my eyes, so like that's crazy. And then I was asked by the Texas Annual Conference, the United Methodist Church, to go and recruit from my seminary, Asbury, mm-hmm. outside of Lexington. So we interviewed students just trying to find the, the best and brightest uh, clergy to come back to our conference, but also to um, uh, support and love on the ones that are from our conference that are up there, because that's a long ways from home. So awesome. we took them out to dinner and... Mm-hmm. and made them laugh and relax from classes a little bit. So that was good. All right. Yep. So we have a third person here at the table, which we, I, I haven't introduced. It's kind of surprising. She's been sitting there very quietly. Yes. But I'm going to let you introduce. Yeah. So so joining us today is Nanette Lynch. Say hi. Hello. Nanette Lynch is uh, one of my favorite people in the whole world. And uh, uh, we're excited for her to join us today and to share a little bit about Oasis Ministry, Foster and Adoptive Care Ministries. Um, also to talk about just her experience in that ministry and where that's led. Um, but it's also just a great chance for um, those of you that are listening just to hear about another ministry and what's going on at KUMC. And it fits perfectly into our sermon series as we look at uh, spiritual gifts and, and how do we serve. It's really finding ways that God equips us to put that into action. And so that's why um, the first person that kind of came to mind was Nanette. And, and a lot of that has to do with, Nanette, your your answer to jump into a ministry that you never saw coming. And so that's kind of what, it, it doesn't happen as formal when the Spirit calls us as right. sometimes we think. Sometimes it just, things start to fall in place or burdens are put on our hearts and, and it's up to us to respond. And so that's a cool opportunity in the conversation that we have today. Yeah. Yeah. So Nanette, let's get this going. Okay. Uh, tell us a little bit about... Well, let's start with Oasis Ministries. Tell us what Oasis is and, and what y'all are doing right now. Okay, Oasis Ministry is a foster adoption um, focus of the people in our community that have chosen to obey mm-hmm. God's command to take care of the orphans. Yeah. And it has been up and running since last December. We, yeah. we kind of kicked it off at uh, Advent Workshop. Yeah. I had met a family that had five little foster kiddos, and, they, and this lady brought them, and they had a great time, and yeah. um, that was last December, and as of today, I ran my numbers, where we have served about 23 families that 
that's about 53 foster kids wow. and about 24 wow. biological kids. That's awesome. These families are usually pretty large. Mm-hmm. They might have three kids of their own. They might be fostering three, four. Yes. Yeah. Uh, many of them have adopted, have chosen to not just foster, but they do move into the adoption preparation and yeah. adopt these kids. So mm-hmm. we're able to support them through um, donation. We have a closet that has a lot of supplies, um, meals. Um, Y'all just did a big event. We did a big event. Uh, it's called Our Parent Night Out. Yeah. That's our third on this calendar year. Yeah. And uh, we had about 26 kids, I think, show up. Yeah. Um, that is a really cool thing for the parents because when you, ha- when you foster a child, you cannot leave your children without uh, just with anyone. They have to be either a certified babysitter or a respite co- provider. But under the Texas Normalcy Clause, they can bring them to events like VBS, Sunday school, anything that a normal, your normal, your child right. would do, you would normally let them do as a parent. Cool. So yeah. they can come and the parents get away for two and a half hours by themselves and that has been huge. I yeah. mean, they'll come back to pick their kids up and just cry because <laughs> they have, like they'll yeah, say, that was the first out. Yeah. night out in five months yeah. away from these kids. And another, thing I love is we provide meals like we get a cot this week we've got four new children oh wow I didn't families. know that yeah. yeah and we've taken meals and when a mom cries over a taco <laughs> for her seven children mm-hmm. you know you know you've hit the mother load of yeah. support when yeah. they are loving the, the food we're mm-hmm. bringing them and we're able to sit with them and chat and pray with them, ask for prayer requests, and they're, they they reach out to us now. Yeah. I mean, have them all in my phone. Yeah. They, they text me with needs and um, prayer requests. So that's been awesome. So the relationship building has been really awesome. Yeah. And um, inviting them to church. If they don't have a church home, they'll come and visit. That's happened a couple of times. And I believe one of our new, um, yeah. we had a member, I mean, one Joined Join last year. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So one of the things I'm hearing right now as you talk is like sometimes it's it's it seems like we think of the material support that we can give to them. But it sounds like sometimes it's it's less than that. It's something that's simple. <laughs> it's simple. Yeah. yeah. And just coming alongside them and saying, hey, you're not alone in this. Um, one of the one of the cool things that I've been able to do uh, just in supporting what y'all are doing is go to a, one of the adoption days, and so um, we've had families that have been fostering children, and they go through that whole court process, and they get to the point where they uh, they make it final, and like they get to say, "You're you're a part of our family forever now," and that's one of the special things. And so, but but the reason why that's so cool for me is there's now the Oasis Ministry gathering together and praying and bringing a cake and balloons and just telling that family, you know, we love you yeah. and we're going to celebrate this with you. And what a, what a cool picture of the gospel that is. And so, uh, that's really neat. Um, and you guys are doing some cool stuff to network as well. So what, what are some of the things that you are well, doing? We do networking? work with, uh, Orphan Care Solutions. Yeah. It's an organization that started up in Montgomery County mm-hmm. and we're partnering with them this November, November 11th. We're going to be a host church at oh, Kingwood awesome. Methodist Church, um, a fostering hope workshop. And so if anybody's interested in just learning about foster care, adoption care, there's going to be agencies there like Arrow, DePelchin, CASA representation is going to be there. That's a a court upon appointed special advocate, which Mm -hmm. I have become. Mm -hmm. 
and they're going to be there giving out information and i would love for anyone interested so november 11th november the 11th 8 30 to 12 30. do they need to register it there's going to be a link on our website okay. th- to that website to okay. register and it's going to be highlighted on ksbj oh, cool. starting i believe october 15th yeah cool so if you if you would like more information about that look for that on the website or contact our church office and we'll get you yeah. going in the right yes. direction but a great opportunity we've, we've participated in things like this and so it's a great opportunity for you to learn and and just mm-hmm. and maybe the discernment process for those that are thinking about dipping their toes in the water um, there's a I know that's scary and so this is a great chance to learn and and ask questions and be with some like-minded folks that are on that same journey and, and learn from maybe some that are already further down the road on that journey yes. so um, that's a great opportunity okay so give us some context on Oasis tell us about how this started okay. how, how did this ministry begin because it's a neat story you think so? It is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm biased because I know how it started. Because you're part of it. Yeah, well, kind of. Okay, yeah. so um, back two years ago, yeah. August 2014, mm-hmm. my daughter Kayla was uh, youth associate youth pastor at the church, yeah. and her and Clint and Stacy, and they did the Wednesday night Bible study stuff, and we got it, had a little young man. He was probably a sixth grader. Walked in, it was August, he was walking home from Kingwood Middle, and he stopped in to get a drink of water, because he mm-hmm. was really hot, yeah. and Stacy was there, saw him, said, hey, why don't you come up and see what we're doing tonight, so he stayed for the Bible study and the worship, and um, someone drove him home, and invited him back, and the following Sunday, he and his three other siblings showed up, and they never missed, probably oh, ever cool. again, Every uh-huh. everything, uh-huh. I mean, they were there, the youth department embraced them hugely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The students embraced them hugely. Yeah. Um, my family, my husband, my other daughter, and her, my sweet son-in-laws, they all just love these kids. They became a very big part of our life. Yeah. And um, so about a year into knowing them, Kayla asked, hey, would you and Dad, you know, mind having them over like once a week and yeah. help them with homework and just hang out with you in the backyard and of course we did not hesitate my husband didn't hesitate he grew up uh, with a coach as a dad and a mom who's a teacher so all his life he had kids Kids in and out of his house they took in kids they helped you know many many students throughout his childhood so that was a no-brainer absolutely yes those kids can come Mm -hmm. so they started coming over every monday night we'd learned how to cook and do homework and it was absolutely crazy insane and a lot of funny stories that I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, sure, so. sure. And then it got into some issues with safety and their home situation and a lot of you know we just had to get child welfare involved in, yeah. some, in the situation at one point and about November of um, last year. Mm-hmm. Last year? Yeah, I think so. They, uh, yeah, November 2015, they uh, ended up coming. We had to be removed from the home, and they lived with me and Kayla and Stacy and Whitney. I mean, we all kind of yeah, shared no, them. Because they're four like kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Home at some point. Yeah, yeah. And um, that we were able to get them in a safe situation about February of mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. So it was about a three, 
to four month process of just huge support from my, my friends yeah. in the church community. They would bring us meals. Yeah. <laughs> they had they had Kayla and Ryan on a meal program. I right. mean, bringing them meals because we were feeding a bunch of bunch of miles. Right, right. And uh, they didn't have a bunch lot of, of things. <laughs> yes. So I had a lot of support from friends and family yeah. um, helping with all the monetary things they needed. And so when we got them set in a safe place, it was just like, wow, that was really awesome. I love doing that. There, I wish there was, I could do that again, yeah. you know, to help <laughs> get, jump into a situation to yeah. help kids. So I just Googled, Googled, Googled you know, mentor, teenagers, mm-hmm. whatever. And then I ran across uh, CASA. It's, a, it's an organization in Houston called Court Appointed Special Advocate. And I did some research. I called them. I went to a um, orientation, you know, a little lunch thing, find out about us. That was within probably three weeks of them leaving. Oh, wow. And by March, I mean, they left in February and mm-hmm. March. I was in the class to do this. It's a 30-hour class. And you get um, you're you're a, it's called a guardian guardian ad litem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I speak for the child in the system um, who's who has been removed from the home due to you know all the things, and I go to court. I um, it's just you're a detective. Yeah. You go out like there a case and, as a caseworker yeah. type, yeah. but a volunteer on right. a volunteer but on basis. Volunteer purpose, and yeah. then I go to court several times on the case and you go before the judge and you you do your recommendation. Mm-hmm. So you've got the caseworker there, you have the lawyers there, you have the my supervisor, I always have a supervisor mm-hmm. with me and then you present the case and you speak for the child yeah. in your in their best interest. That's what that is the bottom line is the best interest of the child no yeah. matter what. Right. So that has been huge um, catalyst to starting Oasis because yeah. During that, you go to see, you witness court procedures. And when I went for my training, I saw the sledgehammer to the gut moment came when I saw four families, their rights terminated, on, like boom, boom, in a row. Wow. And so these kids are out in the system, with, in the system mm-hmm. like living in foster care. And there's a huge deficit of caregivers available. I think we're running about 300% deficit on caregiver needs and just available foster parents. So you may not have this answer. Do we know how many kids are in the the Harris County system? Yes, 2419 as of July. 2419 kids. 2419 kids as of July uh, 2017. Wow. That, that is Harris County. That are in foster care that is in, in the Harris foster County. Care in the, in the, that is amazing. That is a, a huge number huge and number. scary and heartbreaking. They're, uh, in, just transitional homes. Yeah. It's just... Some of them are placed in family homes, but Mm -hmm. some of them are in group homes and stuff like that. Those are called transitional... um, uh, Residential treatment homes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Residential treatment centers. And those are just like group homes. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... uh, The caregiver... The caregiver need is huge. Yeah. And so that is why I... So I called Stacy and said, okay, we got to do something. Because Governor Abbott at the same time had put out a plea to churches, please get involved in this. So I found our liaison, um, faith-based liaison. Her name is Ashley Smalls, and she and I have become really She works with CPS. She's a CPS worker. And we just started Oasis. Because uh, research shows a foster parent, after the first placement, 
if they don't have support of church, mm-hmm. family, whatever, they, they the most of them don't do it more than one time because yeah. it is so hard. Yeah. So my love for the kids and my devotion to helping the kids has evolved into the families. I, I love the families that are caring for the kids. Yeah. I really I mean they are unreal. Yeah. I mean they're warriors. They are. They fight for these kids. Their lives are turned upside down. They're always at doctors, psychologists, therapy, um, visits, court. They're everywhere. And they and can't they, get away. And they, they can't, can't take vacation. No. They can't yeah. find babysitters. They can't do <laughs> they any can't of those things. Yeah, yeah, really. They, their yeah. lives are put on yeah. hold for these kids. Yeah. So they have become my focus. Which yes, I love their children, yeah. and I I love them. But mm-hmm. the the complete awe I have of these families or is what motivates me to continue and you know we're growing obviously mm, and right. I'm getting calls all the time I, I told my husband today I need an Oasis hotshot delivery system <laughs> because yeah. I like when they call I need diapers and two I got a baby I'm like oh okay I'll go get it then I'll yeah. go to our closet <laughs> yeah. and I'll go get it yeah and um because I want to supply that immediately right. you know right. so right. I laughed about that I need yeah. I need help, people. Yeah, you need those delivery drivers. And I need a meal plan. <laughs> yeah. I need meal I need a meal team. Yeah. Well I got I mean I got a good question then. So you talk about this closet, like what's in it and what do you need? Because okay. it sounds like this is like a really easy thing for people it's very easy. who want to help right now in a very meaningful way. Well we have an area over in the where the the fish tank desks mm-hmm. are over there. There's one area. The yeah, there's a drop the off in the, the commons. In the commons. Yeah. And um we always use diapers. We always use, we can use clothes. Uh-huh. Very gently used. We want our clothes to be very nice for yeah, these yeah, kiddos. Yeah. Um, Labels on are good too. Yeah. Yeah, be good. I'll say it. Okay. <laughs> um, we have toys. We have a lot of baby items like high chairs, uh-huh. car seats, all that kind of stuff is awesome. I guess it's anything that anything, you, you would need as a parent for yes, having just a brand get new started. child. Yes. Yeah. But and it's all ages because they'll all and say yeah. <laughs> Think about but that. You know, cold you, hard yeah. cash is awesome. I mean, we <laughs> yeah. use that. Yeah, we gift use cards. Gift cards. Mm-hmm. We give. Um, yeah, for them to go buy whatever they need. You know, I, I, I also what I've done. I met a family that was getting licensed to be foster. Mm-hmm. So we took them a Home Depot a gift card, like because yeah, it costs gotta... out of pocket four or five hundred dollars to okay. get the smoke detectors, fire extinguishers, all, stuff, yeah. all that. Uh-huh. So that was really fun to get to meet them and they're in the licensing process and yeah. um, so we kind of do start to finish. Yeah. You know, pre licensing <laughs> yeah. to adoption. Yeah. We cover it all. So let me try and let me try and think through some of this because even because those of you that are listening, I've been involved in this and, and so this isn't my first time to hear some of this stuff, but just in hearing Annette share this, I can see where their initial journey uh, with that first family, um, the burden came out of there, their response and the way that God provided for them. Also, the very structure of Oasis, and I'm just hearing this the first time, the very structure of Oasis ministry and who they are now, it resembles the support that Nanette and her girls and all of them got while they were trying to take care of that first family. Yeah, absolutely. And so that was a that's a really cool thing to see that okay, God provided in these ways. So how can we continue that caretaking with other people as we start to venture out and support other families as well? And so um, that's a really cool thing to see the way that God put all of those pieces together. And then the other thing is how God. 
um, led you to CASA because CASA seems mm-hmm. to be a educational, inspirational kind of piece that helped you um, and the other girls and those involved in Oasis to figure out the right ways mm-hmm. and the most effective and efficient ways to support because the need is huge. And so when you when you were able to go into that, um, then that helped in some of that process. So tell us about how CASA has helped Oasis Ministries. Yeah, or interesting, helped you. yes, because I feel like I have a lot of, I don't have a lot of knowledge. I have more knowledge than I did a year and a half ago because yeah, yeah. it, it was a huge learning curve because yeah. I'm a nurse. So I can't, I'm, I'm coming from a medical background and CASA is all legal and it's 30 hours of intense legal things and the (laughs) bureaucracy of CPS and the child welfare system is unimaginable, hard to understand. So I feel like going into the homes, I can, I can help with questions they might have if they're a new foster parent. I can, I've led them down the roads of different, like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that, you know, like. Those kind of things yeah, have been really yeah, awesome. Yeah. But I can, Emily heard this yesterday when we took to a family mm-hmm, yeah. that a, a meal. She said, they all tell me this, but I'm glad Emily heard it because I've been trying to recruit some of my girls yeah. to become CASAs. Um, they say, I could not do this without my CASA. Because yeah. Yeah. most of them have CASA. Yeah. That's the first thing I ask them. Do you have a CASA? And one said, no, what is that? I said, ask. Yeah. Get your caseworker on the phone today. Request a CASA, and yeah. they did. Oh, yeah. wow. it takes a little while, mm-hmm. but it happened. Yeah, and um, they all tell me, yeah, our CASAs are invaluable mm-hmm. to this process. Yeah, and so and she at her quote was, "I could not survive this without my yeah. CASA." Wow. So I encourage you, um, the listeners, if you are interested in that. Matter of fact, Karen Forbes went through the training mm-hmm. and she's ready to go. So yeah. after we talked a couple months, several months ago. Yeah. So she's my That's first awesome. recruit win. Yeah, shout out Karen. Shout out Karen. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so let me ask you this. Uh, when have, this is a big one, but oh when, when have you felt completely inadequate oh that's easy and, and how did God help you through that <laughs> going to court getting in front of a judge and terminating a parent right wow. was hard yeah so based on your recommendation you have had to recommend to the court that the parents rights get terminated yes. and the kid goes into the system well he, the kid was already in the system and so they're staying staying, they're staying with, at, with until, foster parents. yes until future resolution up with the mom uh, the good news on that story was I was not the only one recommending that. Yeah. Everyone else did too. Right. So that made it a little bit easier. But, but even I, it being right. It was hard. Yeah. And and he he wasn't a jerk. Yeah. You know, he it was a it needed to happen so we could move forward with this ch- child's future. Yeah. But um so getting up in front of people, I do not do. Yeah. <laughs> and so get so getting up in front of a courtroom with yeah. judges and being cross examined yeah, quote really. unquote. That yeah. was rough. Yeah. And going to a family who has got several kids kind of out of the blue dumped on them and the parents are crying with total unbelief of how am I gonna do this? Yeah, yeah. Because the kids are running away, getting arrested tearing up their home and yeah. that makes me feel inadequate because I have no answers yeah that's hard so what do you do in those situations like how do you how do you come alongside a family that just feels... give uh, fed them dinner for almost a month yeah. every night yeah and gave them the gift cards and uh, to just help get school supplies 
whatever. Yeah. Anything you can do and pray the heck out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, we have our little Oasis team prayer train. Yeah. I mean, our text thread. Yeah. And I'm always throwing out, oh my gosh, so and so is going to court tomorrow. Yeah. Pray for, this is what they're asking mm-hmm. for prayers for. Yeah. And, you know, one of my team members, she's our adoptive expert because she is she an adoptive it. mom. So she's able to, she gets it and understands mm-hmm. the, the, um, hard how hard it is to go through the system yeah. and yeah but I, I mean I'm my family I love my families yeah so um, let's think about I think how God has called you into the situation and how you said yes um, sometimes kicking and screaming right yeah like, like being here yeah. talking to yeah, you. yeah 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 if <laughs> you're listening you to this just know this is a huge thing that Nanette yeah, is here I want you to know that your pastor tricked me <laughs> into doing this because I did the blog deal without a, any problem and yeah. he said oh well you know you do have to do the podcast too and I'm like no don't tell everyone that I may do that to them that's right <laughs> they'll wait till you tell them in front of church on Sunday yeah, yeah. so do you want to come oh, for I'm Sunday morning <laughs> <laughs> okay sure um, so so what what would you because um, of course listen if you're listening to this uh, we there's needs in Oasis Ministries. Um, I know that Nanette is looking for uh, CASA people. I know that Nanette is looking for help in different ways, and Oasis is looking for help in different ways. And obviously the need in Harris County is huge, so if you're interested in that, please let us know and, and get in touch with Nanette. But also, uh, what would your advice be to someone that feels like um, they're called to something, like and they don't want to do it. Like what? Yeah, like yeah, what do you do? Like what is your advice to someone that's that's wrestling with something big in their life? Like how do, how do you advise somebody? Well, to that? I would say this has made me, like I, I've said before, I'm a behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm a hard worker. Give yeah. me a job, I'll do it. But I don't want any. Um, I don't like being in the front. Yeah, yeah. Being, mm-hmm. Getting the. Yeah, you, you don't like to be in the spotlight or be, yeah, in the, be the face. You don't even like to be the face. I Another side story, I made Nanette admit that she's the director of Oasis Ministries, and that was a hard, hard <laughs> thing. You put it on my business card <laughs> against my will. Uh-oh. And I scratch it out when I hand it to people. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyways, okay, so so what, what's your advice okay, to Okay, well, else? I'm saying find your, your spiritual gift. We're talking about spiritual gifts. Yeah. It's something that you love to do. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's your God given desire in your gut to do I'm a nurse so I do have compassion on some level of for people those those Those, that know you are questioning that yes okay so yes you do have compassion so I never (laughs) took the spiritual gift test because I joked with you before but I don't want to know what they are because then I'm gonna have to do do something something. I don't want to (laughs) do so I'm I've never taken the test Mm So, but in the Bible, it does say, I wrote it down, 1 Corinthians 14, 1, you must eagerly desire your spiritual gifts. Yeah. And I love that because it says, because that's how you impact the church. Yes. Big C. Yeah. So I feel like that is, Oasis hopefully is impacting the Big C church with the the care of of our girls to these families and helping the kids. Right. Because it, it is all about the kids. but mm-hmm. So it's the package of the the unit, family unit, yeah. of trying to change the trajectory of these kids' lives, who I've seen um, good things happen to kids who are fostered and adopted, and now they're grown in college and doing awesome. Yeah. I've met a lot of families, and I've interviewed a lot of families. You know, I love hearing their story. How did you get here? Um, 
I think that's good. And and Jason, you can jump in here too if you have any thoughts on this. But like, I think some of the tendencies that we have when we think about spiritual gifts is um, I need to know what my gift is, and I just need to do something. It's yeah. just it's just something I'm supposed to do, and it's it becomes kind of obligatory, and so people don't want to engage with that. And I just want to encourage people that I think that what what we know from Scripture, from the Corinthians text sitting in it, and from Romans list, and from the Ephesians list of spiritual gifts. Over and over again, New Testament, and particularly Paul, is saying that this is for the betterment of the common good, for the kingdom. And so these spiritual gifts are not just so that you can check off that box of actually doing something. I think God's going to give you the passions to match these gifts so it's life-giving. And so um, in hearing you, and I know that I know you well enough to know, Nanette, that you would agree with this, that as hard as this journey has been with Oasis Ministries, it has been life-giving to serve in this role and not life-taking. I mean, when, when I'm called into different places that's outside of my giftings, it can be life-taking for me and it can be exhausting. And sometimes we have to live there for a, for a season. But but when we're serving, we're in, in the place that God has given us gifts. I believe that's where we're closer to God and where we're experiencing God's provision in those different ways and so I don't know. Does that make sense? I want to kind of ease the burden that's on um, our people's shoulders yeah. to think that they just are supposed to do something to be better Christians, because that's not what we're trying to do. And we're not trying to guilt everyone into to finding something to do so that we have a church full of volunteers. Right. But we want to line you up with the right I think places. it's probably, um, for most people who don't realize that they even have a gift. They think I, there's yeah. nothing I can really right. add to, or offer to, to help out. Um, and that's where that assessment um, comes in because not to put you on the hook for having to do something, but to just kind of let you know, hey, you know what? Yeah. Based on your answers that you just gave from with your own heart, you know, in your own mouse click on the, yeah. on the computer, these are the things that you might be good at. You know, yeah. keep... Keep this in your prayers. Think about this kind of thing. And then opportunity. I think a lot of people think, you know, I, there's there's no opportunity for me because I just don't know what I'm any good at, you know. So mm-hmm. there, you need that foot in the door. You need that, you know, if you hadn't met that kid that day, none of this might have happened. So. I mean, it yeah. might have happened another way, but yeah. but but that was the catalyst. And, and sometimes, you know, you don't. You don't know what you're good at until you have to be good at it. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I was thinking that too. Spiritual gifts, um, you don't know. For example, I, I, I believe that God has gifted me with discernment. And so um, in reading situations and talking to people and, and kind of hearing underlying things, mm-hmm. it may, may not be said out loud, but how would I ever know that that gift exists unless I actually leaned into it yeah. and tried those things? and. So for those of us that may be gifted for hospitality or compassion or teaching or pastorship or whatever that is, we won't know unless we actually try that. If you want to sit in your room and pray about that gift without actually doing anything yeah. in action towards that, then we may never know. Um, and the other thing, and this is probably kind of to wrap things up, I think, um, one of the things that Nanette said in the blog and that I think is huge is that she identified with the family that their their biggest desire, those that first family that we encountered, was to have a family that loved them. Mm-hmm. And that broke her heart. Mm-hmm. And that broke the people's hearts that were involved in that ministry. And so out of that burden, they realized they could do something. 
Now, I don't know if there would have been people involved in this story if they hadn't been gifted in the right ways. They may not have seen it the way that this group saw it and were able to respond. And then the last thing for all of us as we move through this series is it takes obedience. It takes saying yes. There are situations that God calls me to all the time, and for whatever reason, I am able to talk myself out of saying yes. Yeah, sure. And so I just want to encourage us all to, to try and say yes to those situations that if I am the temple of the, if, if the spirit of the living God lives in me and is encouraging me for the betterment of the common good for the kingdom of heaven, then he's going to prompt me in some areas that may be out of my comfort zone and may bring me into a place where I'm in over my head. Mm-hmm. But if I can say yes, then that's where God's spiritual gifts will be put on display in amazing ways. Because Oasis Ministries and everything else that we get part get to be a part in, they're not for our glory. They're for God's glory. Right, and exactly. unless we lean into places where we're way out of our league, mm-hmm. then God's not put on display. And so it's an encouragement for us all to lean in. Uh, particularly in places where we feel like unless God shows up, we're all kind of screwed. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of the challenge for us. I think probably a good place to to wrap up. So, Nanette, thank you so much for being with us. I know this was out of your comfort zone as well. Thanks, Jaden. You're a rock star. (laughs) Jason, thank you. And, hey, this is a big podcast for us, so please share it and uh, get it out there. And um, we just we want to hear from you. So if you have any questions or comments, then podcast at KUMC at KingwoodUMC.org is a great way to get in touch with us or through social media. Cool. Perfect. All right. Thanks, friends. We'll talk talk to y'all next time. Thanks.